0: And here we are today on a podcast uh, talking about marriage, where (laughs) years ago it would not have been us on a podcast talking about marriage. No, Uh, (laughs) definitely not. Welcome to Marriage Talk. I'm Sheldon.
1: And I'm Valerie. And today we're going to be talking about what do you do when a friend comes to you and says, help? My marriage is struggling.
0: Mm -hmm. In, In fact, this idea actually came from a friend of ours who suggested that we talk about this on the podcast and have a conversation about it. You see, our friend, they have a friend whose marriage is not doing very well and they reached out uh, to them and they've been talking with them but our friend has reached out to us and we've been in the background talking with them and helping them process of how to what to say or or how to say things and in that they asked us if we would do a podcast on that because they felt that so many of our podcasts which is true is like us talking about helping like the specific marriage uh like our own marriage
1: marriage and, and personal growth and development
0: right and so he was just like, hey, what about doing a uh, podcast where it was more uh, talking about how can we help other marriages? And that was a great idea. So we are going to have a conversation right. about that here today. But before we do that, I just want to ask you, anything uh, fun happened this week? I know this is leading because I know what, what are you happened. Are
1: fishing for something? <laughs>
0: yeah. But this is so good. Please, please.
1: Okay. Well, I got to give some background information because it kind of sets up the story. So we have a an ad going on the radio right now yeah. promoting family life and also just a bit of an encouragement kind of story thing that's been on. And neither one of us yeah. has heard it. We've no. been faithfully listening yeah. to the radio and we just never hear it. No. And so and it's we, been on
0: for like a month. Yeah, oh, and yeah. <laughs> we, we
1: have people texting us saying like, oh, I heard your radio ad. It was so good. And we're like, awesome. We still haven't heard it. <laughs> and so um, this has happened multiple times with multiple friends. It has. The other morning, I get a text. Well, we
0: both. It's a group. Oh, right.
1: It was, um, she texted both of us at the, in a group text. And and all the text said was, it's on. <laughs> <laughs> and it took me a second to be like, oh, wow, we're really getting competitive about something. I'm not sure what, but it's on. <laughs> yeah. And then quickly I realized she's talking about the radio ad telling yes. us like, quick, turn on the radio. But yeah. we had missed it. But it we was didn't. so Funny Because it was just like this, like, in the morning, like, let's go, (laughs) it's on. (laughs) Because you don't read um, tone and all that stuff in a text. So it it just made me laugh all day long thinking about the... it's It's, on yeah yeah
0: well it's funny because you took it as competitive I took it as like oh my goodness the water fight is gonna happen like I don't know why I went to water fight but I felt like okay like this was a warning that they were gonna show up at our house and they're gonna like shoot us with water and then we'd have to like it's on and then you gotta shoot them with water at different places and I think this came from because we actually did this with one of our daughter's friends in high school like they had this uh water fight thing going on yeah, where they started would,
1: at school yeah
0: and they would show up at your house and they would just squirt you with a water gun they would come to your house or they would hide in a corner or, or like around the corner while you're out anyways so i randomly got a text one day and ended up being involved in this water fight and so much so where one time I even waited on the top of our roof for these <laughs> friends to show up because I knew they were come. Oh no, they were already at our house they, and then they went to McDonald's. Yeah. And so I climbed up on our roof with a bucket of water just waiting for them uh-huh. to come. It was awesome. <laughs> so that's the way I took it. When 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 our friend, when she texted, it's on, I was like, let's go, like fill up the water. <laughs> and oh. it was so cool. I loved it. Oh, dear, I loved the it. The things
1: that give you a smile yeah. in the day. Oh my. <laughs> (laughs)
0: goodness well we still laugh about it which is uh which is a lot of fun but anyways I just wanted to share I I I love that story and I hope that everyone else is laughing about it too and (laughs) you know what this is not let me just say this too if we have any local listeners this is not we're not asking for the water fight to go please do not show up at our house or show up at church or wherever we're at we're gonna
1: have to start wearing our rain jackets (laughs) everywhere it's like 25 above and like no we're in our rain jacket because you never know no this
0: is not (laughs) we're not throwing a challenge out there so please uh please don't do that but anyways it's a lot of fun it's a funny story and and we have still continued to chuckle over that text message but today uh let's jump into our conversation and we're we're going to be talking about what can we do when a friend of ours comes and says help my marriage is struggling Mm -hmm.
1: and before doing that, I'd just like to read a word of caution from Family Life. Uh, we, we have this uh, printed in our weekend getaway manuals. And we think it's really helpful in starting off our conversation today to just read this word of mm-hmm. caution. So yeah. here goes. Some spouses are experiencing incredibly damaging issues, especially where personal safety may be in jeopardy. The, the reality is that addiction... Adultery and abuse continue to devastate many marriages in Canada. While upholding a sacred view of marriage, we must never turn a blind eye to situations where one spouse continues to engage in or deny their destructive behavior. It is not loving or helpful to tell a victimized spouse to endure an abusive situation. It is not acceptable to say or even imply that they are to blame or responsible to fix the relationship. Intervention and professional help is needed to determine the best course of action in these situations. An outside party can help to establish the accountability and the protective boundaries couples need if repair and healing are to occur. If any of these issues have been part of your story and you're already getting help, we want to commend you and encourage you Mm -hmm. in your journey. If things are still hidden, we urge you to get help today. Talk confidentially with a family member or a close friend, a spiritual mentor that you trust, or a professional counselor.
0: Mm -hmm. That's such an important distinction to make, uh, especially as we start to engage in this conversation and and first understand when our friends are coming to us with the different things there because here's the thing there is a difference uh, between abuse addictions and adultery and the struggles that every marriage faces and and so we're just trying to really lay that out and and the things we're going to share today is more towards the everyday struggles we're not really tipping into what to do if it's abuse, addictions, and adultery. In fact, we just shared what to do, like send them to a counselor, send them to crisis places, uh, those types of things. (laughs) Safety is top
1: priority and not blaming the victim.
0: For sure, for sure. Uh, Another caution that I want to throw out here before we get it into kind of the list that we have would be, you know, not to take on their pain, right? So our, our struggling friend comes to us and, and shares what's happening in their marriage. And we've, we've experienced this early on when we started stepping into marriage ministry and meeting with people and, and, and hearing their story, you just take on their pain. And, and in fact, it can even affect your, like our marriage, it's affected our marriage and we've had to navigate through those things. Uh, One of the things that's really helped us is to pray. Uh, after we've met with a couple, well, before we meet with a couple, and then also after we, we've we prayed to be released from what is going on. We pray that we don't start treating each other that way or, or wearing, like kind of taking on their pain We're to bear one another's burdens and, and we can pray for them, but not in a way that it affects our marriage. And this yeah, was we something we had to internalize it, right? And this was something we had to learn. And so I think this is another caution if we are trying to help our friends through these things that. We need to understand not to take their pain on, as you said, and internalize it. Yeah, we
1: definitely can meet with them. We can cry with them. We can mourn with them. But we can't then take that on as if it's ours and bring that into our relationship. Right. Because that's not healthy. And we experienced that early on too, just being so broken from other people's brokenness Mm -hmm. and pain. But it wasn't healthy because then it's kind of like if you see somebody who's drowning... And, uh, instead of just throwing them a life raft and pulling them in, we just jump in the water with them and now we're both drowning. It's like, no, we need to, we need to stay grounded ourselves that that's not our situation. That's theirs. And we're going to love them and help them through it as best we can, but we can't just go in there yeah. and drown with them
0: <laughs> right yeah yeah no no that would not be good so hopefully that makes sense those are kind of two words of caution that we want to uh throw really throw out there b- before we jump into our list so let, let's go there let's uh, unpack the uh, the list we we've sat down and come up with some things that we've put together that we think would be helpful when a friend reaches out and asks us uh, for help, now, this is not a comprehensive list or yeah. like the only way to do it. We <laughs> no, are not, not saying that it 's really just a a few highlights in, yeah. in our conversation that we want to have today and and again, we want to say this uh, that we are not counselors. This is just what we have found uh, to help in, in our journey as we meet with couples and kind of our approach as we've, we've gone through these things. So uh, let's jump into our, our list that we have here today.
1: Yeah. The first would be that we always encourage people to listen, Mm -hmm. listen first, ask clarifying questions, because I think we've said this before, but we could have the same word, but a different definition, (laughs) Yeah. right? So it's so important to clarify, like, what do you mean by that? What is that? practically look like. Um, For example, the word commitment. We had a couple and uh, and one of them, she defined commitment in terms of continuing to pursue one another, continuing to date, where he defined commitment as faithfulness to their covenant. And so they both heard the same word commitment and both
0: wanted commitment in yes. the relationship like it was important to them but
1: both defined that <laughs> word differently That's and right. so they, they were missing each other in that moment and so it was so important to clarify what each of them meant when they say that word mm-hmm. and so without that clarifying what each of them means when they say the word Again, we can just miss what the other person is actually talking about. And so when our friend is sharing with us, mm-hmm. it's so important that we clarify what they're talking about. Yeah. And another thing too, when when we're in pain, when we're hurting, things can become a giant puddle of gooey mm. mess in our heads. And sometimes it can take a little bit of processing as as we're talking about it and and, and bringing it into the light to, I don't know, make it make sense. Mm. And we have to do that work to verbalize it. And so that can be so helpful as well in helping the other person, your friend, verbalize what's really going on right. and being able to to sort through all the gooey mess.
0: Yeah, yeah. And I think one of the other things too that can help as we are asking those early on clarifying questions and clarifying questions should continue as we continue to meet with them, but to thank them for trusting us yeah. to come forward with what's going on in their marriage, to reach out and ask for help. Even if we don't know the answers, right? And this is what I love about the scripture where it talks about that we're to bear one another's burdens. It doesn't tell me to have the answer, right? It just yeah. tells me to bear with my brother and sister. And, and, and so I can, I can bear the burden with them. I can, I can pray with them. I can meet with them. I can talk with them. But I don't have to have the answer. I can find the resources or I can point them other places. Ask good
1: questions. (laughs) I can ask
0: good questions, right? I I don't need to jump into fixing it mode. I can just really ask clarifying questions to get them to process what's really going on. But I also think it's really important for us to thank them for coming forward because this is a really vulnerable time in their life and maybe they've reached out before and it didn't go so well or they've reached out and they kind of got shut down or things like that. But if we can thank them and say, wow, what you're going through is really difficult. Uh, thank you for coming to me. And I'm going to pray with you. And and then figure out what, what does joining them in the journey, like what can we offer in terms of our time or meeting with mm-hmm. them or those clarifying questions, uh, those things there yeah. uh, would definitely be helpful of thanking them.
1: Yeah. Another thing is to tell them that we are on the side of their marriage. Yeah. We're not on his side or her side. Again, keeping in mind that word of caution that we gave right. that if there is addictions, adultery, or abuse, then safety is the top concern. Yeah. Yeah. And and that's a different kind of category, I guess. But when it when it's the everyday struggles of you know what, we're having conflict or sparks over our differences. Maybe we've drifted apart and and we're really struggling to connect, and that's causing some hurt or some resentment or bitterness. Just those things that that can happen in a marriage when our friend comes to us with that kind of thing, we we can say, like, I am on the side of your marriage. Mm-hmm. Because often we do want to draw a line and be like, okay, you're on my team, they're on yeah. their team, yeah. and we go about trying to to, to win the argument. Yeah. Especially and if it
0: gets really messy. Yeah.
1: yeah, and so in being able to say, like, I love you as my friend, mm-hmm. but I'm on the side of your marriage, and so I'm going to be honest mm-hmm. and, and with, you know, What I'm seeing, hearing, those kinds of things. Yeah, yeah. And just looping back for a second to if if there is the addictions, adultery, or abuse, that's not to say that the marriage is not repairable. Hmm. We have seen God do miraculous things when people are willing to confess their sin. They're Mm -hmm. willing to turn away from Mm -hmm. that destructive behavior. They're willing to make things right and change and grow. Mm -hmm. But there there has to be that willingness right. and safety is top priority yeah. um in that situation and that, that's emotional, physical, verbal safety, mm-hmm. all those things. We're not just talking about a physical situation. Right. There there can be spiritual abuse. There right. can be emotional abuse. Right. There's there's lots of things and when it's destructive, it's just not okay. Right. Yeah. And so just just wanted to to clarify that We've seen people come well, we've, back from we've, lived we've it. experienced it. Yeah, that. this is
0: our story, right?
1: Yeah. And so so it's it's not that it's a lost cause or that it's impossible. Right. But safety is top priority.
0: Right. Yeah. Another one that's on our list is to encourage your friend that they can't control others, but really that they can only control themselves. Now this and can be said in a way that like kind of I don't know can almost put someone down or like we're not just saying like pull up your socks and you work harder Mm -hmm. or it can kind of make it seem like oh you're the blame but that's not what we're saying here at all what we're trying to help people understand is at the end of the day like our spouses are going to make their own decisions but we can still work on ourselves even if it is hard or if it only seems like we're the ones that are putting the effort into change or putting the effort into grow closer to God or, or whatever it is. But at the end of the day, that's life, right? Like we can actually only work on ourselves. We can go to counseling. We can read books. We can deepen our own relationship with God. Uh, We can learn new skills, abilities, wisdom from God uh, that uh, that he's given to others, right? Like we can be talking with other people. We can acknowledge and confess our own sin or our own wrongs, right? We can start to create healthy boundaries in our own life. We can dig into those roots, right? Like these are things that we can be doing in our own lives and we encourage people to be doing them in our own lives, uh, to talk about legitimate complaints in a healthy way, to not sweep things under the rug. These are things that we control, how our spouse responds to those things, how our spouse engages in those things. We don't control those and we never have. And you know, really we never will, yeah. but we do control the decisions that we make and how we continue to work on ourselves. Yeah. Um, there are actually courses out there that help us with that. There's a it's called Marriage 911. I've never taken it. Uh, you've never no, taken it. I don't it. know uh, much about it. And all that I know is it is a course that's designed when only one spouse wants to seek the healing uh help in their marriage and they're saying, "Yes, I want to go to counseling or yes, I want to work on our marriage, but the other spouse in the relationship doesn't." Uh the Marriage 911 course is specifically designed for that situation, for one spouse to kind of raise their hand and, and step into that,
1: yeah. And in saying that, we can we can't control others; we only control ourselves. Sometimes we think that that means that we can't say anything, we can't bring our legitimate complaints, mm. but we can. Yes. Right? Like like if we are trying to uh, work on healthy conflict, and our spouse is not responding in a in a healthy way. We can say, when you respond that way, it really hurts me. It shuts me down. I really want to work on mm-hmm. our conflict and becoming healthy in this area. It would mean so much to me if you would do this, mm-hmm. right? And so we, I just want to make that clear because I, I thought that for a long time that, well, I can't control you, so then I can't say anything. Mm. Well, that's not true. <laughs> we can still bring our legitimate complaint in a healthy way. Right. We don't have to be silenced. Right. We just have to realize that we can't... Control. We can't make the other person, but we can request it,
0: (laughs) right? Like, it's true. It is true, and and we're not saying to be silent. So that was a good catch because that is working on ourselves. That is strengthening our own muscle. Maybe because maybe speaking up hasn't been our thing, and and so we're saying no. I'm not. That maybe the safe boundary that we're setting in place of saying no. I am gonna bring legitimate uh, complaints, not criticism. I'm going to bring legitimate complaints to to the table and have a conversation about it.
1: Yeah, I think also helping our friend realize that their identity is not in their marriage, Mm. right? As a Christ follower, our identity is in Jesus Christ. And so sometimes we we, almost idolize marriage and we think, well, if my marriage fails, I am a complete failure. Mm. My identity is destroyed, all these things. And realizing that, Marriage, God made it and he instituted it and it's meant to be a beautiful thing Mm -hmm. and it's meant to be a picture of God's covenant love towards us, but that's not our identity. First and foremost, we are a child of God Mm -hmm. when we have a personal relationship with Jesus. And so... I think that distinction because sometimes we get so paralyzed by the fact that, well, if if I'm truthful, if I bring up my legitimate complaints, if I try to address these issues that might push my spouse away and then we end up getting divorced and so I just won't say anything. Mm. And so you think that by being silent, it's going to save things, but at the end of the day, it doesn't. I know in my own story, I, I was so stuck in not knowing how to bring up the issues, how to address it. Because I had tried, but you weren't interested in going to counseling or... Wait, were
0: you saying that we had issues? <laughs> yes,
1: a few. <laughs> and so it, like that that, that feeling, I can relate to that feeling paralyzed and and so afraid wanting to preserve the marriage that we neglect, that I mm. neglected. Taking that stronger stance or approach to say like... You no, know, we gotta deal with this. Mm-hmm. So it wasn't until well, first of all, I surrendered our marriage to God and mm-hmm. said, God, I can't fix it. I can't fix Sheldon. I I I need you to fix me. Mm-hmm. And that was a six-month journey mm-hmm. of um diving into God's word, praying, allowing God to to heal just the brokenness in my own heart Mm. and my own life so that I was secure in my identity in Christ. When it came to the point of our marriage crisis where you wanted to leave, at that point, God gave me the strength to say like, no, we are going to... I'm not going to give you a divorce. Mm -hmm. We are going to go to counseling. I won't sign the papers unless we give this an honest try. Mm -hmm. And it was only because of God really solidifying Mm -hmm. my identity as his child that gave me the strength to do that. So for me, surrendering to God so that he can do What only he can do is what made the difference for me and for our marriage.
0: For sure. And, And we're so thankful that he did what he did in your life. And then that just impacted me so much because I was seeing this new person of like, wait, who's this like loving me through all these things that were going on in our marriage and yet still being patient and gentle and kind, having self-control, like like the fruit of the spirit, like you're living those things out. I always say like you were the hands and feet of Jesus every single day. And it just, it was attractive. It was awesome. It was like, what is going on? And yeah, when when I had said that I wanted to leave and it's like, no, we're going to go to counseling, even in there, like you continued to be patient and be patient with me and be patient in our journey. And God just got a hold of my life uh, and I surrendered everything there as well. And then God did what only he can do. And he changed me from the inside out. And then I started realizing the things that I needed to change in my life. I started to learn how to live with the fruit of the Spirit, with love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, uh, faithfulness, and self-control. And I started putting all these things into action. And then we started putting them into action in our marriage and in our family. And it just completely changed mm-hmm. the trajectory of our marriage. And that's our story, that when we both surrendered and allowed God really to take over. Yeah. That's the movement that happened in our life. Yeah. And
1: we still had to do the hard work. We we, did. we had to deal with our bad habits and
0: we uh, had to deal
1: with addiction and we 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 had to do the work too, but yeah. first we surrendered and then we obeyed what God was asking yeah. us to do.
0: And we surrendered our marriage together. Now, it looked different in terms of like you surrendered at first and I surrendered. And then we came together and said, God, here we are. Two yeah. broken vessels that want to be used for your glory to bring you honor. Here we are. Use us kind of thing. And and, and he did. And he has. and yeah. And that's been our journey. But as you said, it really started with... But well, with you saying I'm going to learn what love is, I'm going to just live that out. Uh, I'm going to live as I'm going to love as Christ loves me, Mm -hmm. and uh, that just really started to change. Uh, the trajectory of our marriage, and here we are today on a podcast uh, talking about marriage. Where <laughs> years ago it would not have been us on a podcast talking about marriage. No, uh, <laughs> definitely so.
1: not. Yeah, yeah. and part part of that hard work that we did in in the in the repairing and the rebuilding stage was attending marriage conferences. Yeah, we read books. We, well, we did the counseling. We read books. We attended marriage conferences yeah. because the, we we were. It was like here's a great big pile of rubble. We need to rebuild yeah. and we want to rebuild it in a healthy way. And so right. that made a huge difference.
0: Right. And so that's one of the things that we would recommend to couples. If, if someone has come to you and said, help, my marriage is struggling. Not only are all these other things that we've talked about here today, really helpful, but also encouraging them to go to a marriage conference. Uh, Family Life Canada has weekend getaways. Yeah. In fact, we're just about to launch the new season here right away. Uh, and we hear all, all the time about couples who come as a last ditch effort and how it has saved their marriage how they started to actually learn about each other learn about themselves and and start to as you said been able to really start those building blocks and rebuild their marriage mm-hmm. uh, together and we hear uh, from couples a year later who come up to us and at different events and they'll say that the marriage weekend, the weekend getaway was really the starting point for them to rebuild uh, or on the rebuilding stage of their marriage. So that's the, the weekend getaways with family life. There's also a video series called together for good and people can do that right inside their homes. Yeah. It's available on, on, family life Canada's website. Uh, you don't have to go anywhere. You could, you could like get your a hotel room and, and kind of get away for the weekend or get away for one day and just focus in on your marriage and watch these videos and talk about what you're learning and the videos are designed where uh, the speaker does a little bit of teaching and then you have a conversation about those things but but one of the great things about the together for good is it can be done in the privacy of your own home yeah. it can be done on your own timetable and it's not a really big expense uh, to begin learning new skills and new strategies and so those are our two resources that we would recommend to be able to share with your friends. And
1: there's so many others out there. There's tons of really great courses. It doesn't have to be family life, but we just encourage people to to start getting educated, start Mm -hmm. getting some tools in their toolbox for better communication, better conflict management, better whatever it is. Maybe it's emotional intelligence, Mm -hmm. whatever, just to start working at something to learn a new way because obviously the old way wasn't working. Mm. Something in there was broken and so there's tons of great resources but ultimately to make their marriage enough of a priority to give it the attention that it needs right we, we we knew of a couple in which one spouse really wanted to get help but the other said that they were just too busy with kids activities and so they never did and eventually very sadly this couple ended up divorced mm again because it wasn't enough of a priority to say maybe we need to scale back the kids' activities because we're really hurting Mm -hmm. and and I think a lot of people miss that, that one of the best gifts you can give your kids is a healthy, vibrant, loving marriage, Mm. that is the cornerstone of a family and it can be I don't know, it can be deceiving when our world says we need to have our kids in everything Mm. but that's not true And so to realize that and encourage our friends in that as well.
0: Yeah, yeah. And you know what? Not only just encourage them why not attend a marriage weekend ourselves, right? Yeah. Like we don't have to wait for our marriage to be struggling to attend a, a marriage conference. In fact, by attending it, even if our, when our marriage is good, we'll start to break that stigma that only uh, marriages that are hurting go to those things. No, like if you're married, yeah. there it is. You met the prerequisite. Come to a weekend getaway, <laughs> attend a marriage conference. Yeah. Like, like, And then, because here's the thing, we'd be able to then share firsthand what it's done for our marriage, right? As we're talking with our friend, we can share like, hey, actually we went to this marriage conference and this is what it's done for our marriage mm-hmm. and this is what it did in my life and in our, our lives. And so we really recommend it It for you to go. And then all Mm -hmm. of a sudden your friend goes, wait, I thought you had a great marriage. It's like, we do have a great marriage and, (laughs) and yet we still keep working on it. Right. And so, so yeah, why not attend a marriage weekend or take a course yourself as you, So you can share from personal experience is really what I'm trying to say uh, with with that.
1: Well, I think it helps break down the negative stigma around marriage conferences because people do feel embarrassed to go to one. But if we can get out the message that, you know what, they're, they're safe. Mm. They're fun. Well, okay. I can't speak for everyone. I can speak for family life. We know our conferences are safe. They are fun and they're helpful. And you walk away with really practical tools and having some great conversations during that weekend that kind of just set you on the right path. And so, yeah, getting rid of that negative stigma or thinking that it's only for people who are in crisis. It's just not true. Even Mm -hmm. if you have a great marriage, going to a conference can help you to keep it great and can help you to be even more of a blessing to other people who maybe are struggling.
0: That's right. And and this year's theme is the continuum of the the more beyond, right? There's more beyond for us. No matter where we're at in our marriage journey, there's more beyond for us as a couple. And that's what we're saying here uh, as well. And then there's another training that we would recommend as well. It's the marriage mentoring training with Family Life. And this is just a way to help you have a tool uh, to be able to help your friends and to be able to learn how to marriage mentor, uh, how to ask questions and how to guide them through conversation, those things like that. Um, If you're interested in it and you've listened to this before October 21st, uh, 2023, there is a training uh, happening online. You can head on over to familylifecanada.com, click on events, and you can register for the marriage mentor training. And let us say this, marriage mentoring, it's not counseling. You don't have to have the perfect marriage to be a marriage mentor you just got to be willing to say hey i'll raise my hand and i'll help people and you know what friends are coming to me and asking for help in their marriage I want to equip myself better. I just Mm -hmm. want to be able to ask and and help them guide them through some conversation. That's what marriage mentoring is. is just helping couples to learn how to guide other couples through conversation.
1: Yeah, because every marriage has something to give. Everyone's gone through their own unique journey, struggles, joys, victories, uh, hardships. And we've all learned things along the way and we can... Bless other people with those lessons we've learned. But the biggest thing with marriage mentoring is getting the... Couple talking, the mentee couple yeah. talking, and then uh, you're able to share little tidbits here and there of things so that good. you've learned along the way.
0: Yeah, so good, so good. Well, hopefully, this has been helpful in thinking about ways that we can help a friend who is struggling. Uh, as we said at the beginning, this wasn't an exhaustive list. This was just a few things that we had wanted to have a conversation about. And uh, I mean, there's only so many things that we can talk about in the short time that we have our <laughs> podcast. But we do hope that there's been some things to put some handles on out there for you for people that have friends coming to them and saying, hey, we're struggling. Could you help us? Or what do I do in this situation? Hopefully you've been able to learn some things here today. As always, though, we have some processing questions for us uh, at the end of the podcast. And Valerie, why don't you share our processing questions to everyone?
1: What would you say or do if a friend came to you and said, help, my marriage is struggling? What does processing your own marriage struggles and victories in a way that can be used to encourage others look like?
0: We want to say thanks for joining us today, and we will talk with you next week.
1: Bye.